All right, so uh, if you have your Bibles, again, I said, uh, as I said, turn with me in 1 John chapter number 2, and beginning in verse number 24, 1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse number 24, let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, so shall you also continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you, but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him." And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. And so that's reading uh, 1 John chapter number 2, verses uh, 24 through 29, and I'm I know I say this a lot, but I'm probably going to have to take my time and really do it, really take my time this morning. But you be very much in prayer for us that the Lord would help us and strengthen us. And, and uh, there's a lot, I mean, you probably, I probably could preach uh, four or five messages out of this passage here. Probably could pe pre preach uh, at least one message out of every verse that's uh, uh, contained in 1 John chapter 2, verses 24 through 29. But I'd like to uh, just take a, a little bit of something from each verse as we go uh, down through it. And I'd, I'd like to preach to you this morning just for a little while. Or maybe it'll just be uh, teaching, maybe some preachy teaching. In, uh, uh, on the thought, taking a thought there from uh, verse number 24, or 24, and let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall also continue in the Son and in the Father. And I'd like to uh, take a thought, my beloved, and uh, speak to you just a little while on the thought of abiding in him. And that word abide, it means to live this morning. We, we live in him. And uh, if you remember as Paul was preaching on Mars Hill in, in, in Acts chapter 17. And as he was preaching there to those Athenians that were caught up in adultery there at Mars Hill, he, told, he began to tell them about the, the unknown God that they were ignorantly worshiping. And he, and he told them, he said, it's in him that we live, move, and have our being. Beloved, everything that we are, and everything that we possess, everything that we have, everything, my beloved, as a child of God is, is bound up in him. We live through him. We live in him. And Jesus uh, tells us in John chapter 14, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. We live through him. We live in him. We have our existence as human beings in him. And we're here, my beloved, because of him. 
And the Bible tells us again in John chapter 1, he said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, the same that was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. The reason that me and that you this morning are in this world is because a holy God through Jesus Christ, his Son, amen, created us in his image for his glory and for his honor. The Bible tells us that all things were and are created for his glory and for his honor. That's the reason you're in the world today. That's the reason, my beloved, that you're able to come down to this church this morning. That's the reason, my beloved, that you, that you, that you are experiencing your next heartbeat and able to breathe your next breath is because of my beloved friend of bringing glory and honor to him. And every day of our life and every breath that we take and every beat of our heart is another opportunity, my beloved, to bring glory and honor to him. Thank God I'm glad this morning that I can say that I can abide, that I abide in Him. That is, I live in Him. Thank God, what a blessing that is. And Jesus told the disciples, He said, "Because I live, you shall live also." We live, my beloved friend, because He lives. I'm not talking about now. Certainly, we live this morning, my beloved. Amen. In our natural lives, because that he lives, because the scripture says that he upholds all things by the word of his power. And what is his word? I just quoted it to you just a few moments ago. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, the same that was in the beginning with God. And then we're told later on in John chapter 1, the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Thank God. Jesus Christ is the living word of God. What a blessing that is. And he's life and we have life in him. But I want to tell you this morning, my beloved friend, before you can abide in him, you must let what you've heard, amen, abide in you. I want you to notice there again in verse number 24. He said, let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. In other words, my beloved friend, before you can ever abide in him, before that you can ever live in him, you must let the word of God, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, abide in you. You must let the word of God in. In other words, you must let the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, into your heart and into your soul. And you must respond, amen, my beloved, unto the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the call that he gave unto you, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What a blessing that is. You must come to him. You must let that word abide in you. And it takes the word this morning. And I want to tell you, that's why it's so important that we preach the word. He said, Paul wrote that young preacher, Timothy, and he said, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. 
Beloved friend, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 4 and 12, he said, for the word of God is quick. That means that it's alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the dividing asunder of soul and spirit of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. Neither is there any creature that is not Amen. Uh, uh, manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open before the eyes of him with whom we have to do. I want to tell you this word that I hold in front of me, my beloved friend. Amen. It's alive this morning. It's quick. It's powerful. Beloved friend, the Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed, Romans 1 and 16, of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I'm here to tell you this word of God has the power, amen, to get right down where you're living, amen, and dig into your heart, my beloved friend, amen, and whatever sin that we might think that we might have hid, amen, that nobody else knows about, maybe nobody else does, amen, but I'm here to tell you the word of God can dig down, amen, right where you're living, amen, and dig it out and expose it and convict you and cause you to realize that, amen, you're in need of a Savior. I tell you, this word is quick and it's powerful. And that's why we must share it with others, my beloved friend. I'm convinced, my beloved, if folk keep getting exposed to the word of God, amen, eventually the word of God's going to get them. Amen. amen. The word of God eventually is going to get them. My beloved friend, before we can abide in him, we must let the word of God abide in us, my beloved friend. That is that you and I must receive, amen, the engrafted word that we might be saved this morning by the grace of God. You see, my beloved, the, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, can't do anybody any good until they receive it this morning. You've got to receive the gift of God. Oh, I want to tell you, he tells us in 2 Timothy, amen, 3 and, 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 and 14, I believe it is, he said, you have believed from the heart, amen, that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. I just gave you the wrong, I believe I just gave you the wrong place. Amen, but that's what Paul said. He said, you have received from the heart, that form of doctrine, which was believe, delivered unto you. You see, you've got to receive it this morning. You've got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible said that now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Jesus said, I came not to call the righteous unto repentance, but I came to call sinners, my beloved. Amen. He said, I came not amen, to, 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 to heal those that are whole, but he said, I came to heal that which is sick. But oh, I want to tell you this morning, before he can do that for you, you've got to receive it. It's the free gift of God. Amen. But oh, I want to tell you this morning, somebody may write you a check, amen, for a million dollars and sign in, your, uh, in the place where it says, pay to the order of your name and hand that check to you, my beloved. Amen. But if you don't take it to the bank and cash it, it will never be yours this morning. Amen. And the free gift of God will never be yours 
until you receive it this morning. Amen. Before we can abide in Him, we're going to have to let His Word abide in us. We're going to have to receive the engrafted Word which is able to save our souls. Oh, I want to tell you this morning, my, we have to receive with meekness that engrafted Word that's able to save our souls. Amen. That means you've got to come humbly. That means you've got to come recognizing that you're lost this morning. Amen. That there's a, that you're a sinner. Of, that in and of yourself, there's nothing good about you. Amen. There's nothing good about me. Amen. I'm talking about in my atomic flesh. There's nothing good about any of us. Amen. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I'm glad he didn't leave it there. He said being justified freely. By his redemp by, by, by grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, what a blessing that is. And I want to tell you, it takes the word. You're going to have to believe the word of God. Amen. If you're going to be saved. You remember as as uh, beloved as that Ethiopian eunuch, as uh, Philip had got up in the chariot, and he began there at Isaiah 53. And he had preached unto him Jesus. And by and by they came to a body of water. And the eunuch said unto Philip, See, here is water. What doth hinder me that I might be baptized? And Philip answered, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he baptized him. You see, you've got to believe. You've got to receive Amen. With meekness, that engrafted word that's able to save your soul. And I want to tell you, before you can abide in him, you've got to let his word abide in you. Then I want you to notice verse number 25, what he said, and this is the promise that he has promised us even eternal life. And I'm here to tell you, if we abide in him, if we live in him, we have eternal life this morning. Again, John 5 and 24, we quote it so much. He said, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath right now, present tense, everlasting life and is perished from death unto life. What a blessing that is. And beloved friend, <laughs> Scripture tells us, Amen. John chapter 3, he said, He that believeth is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the, in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Amen. Those that are lost, those that are going to hell, they're not waiting to be lost. They're lost right now, my beloved friend. And those that are saved are not waiting to be saved. We're saved right now. He that believeth is not condemned. I want to tell you this morning, my beloved friend, I have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. To life everlasting, I will never be condemned. Amen. I will never have to worry about going to hell. He gave me eternal life. I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. And neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. John chapter 10. My Father which giveth them me is greater than all. And no man shall be able Amen. to pluck them out of my Father's hand. And I've thought a lot about the, the next verse over the years. He said, I 
and my Father are one. I want to tell you, beloved friend, amen, Jesus Christ and God the Father are one. They're together on this thing. They're in agreement on this thing. He gave unto you when he saved you by his marvelous grace. Amen. He gave unto you eternal life, my beloved. And you'll never perish. And neither shall any man be able to pluck them. Pluck you out of his hand. What a blessing that is. I want to tell you, beloved friend, if we abide in him, we have eternal life. He tells us, Ephesians 4 and 30, I believe it is. He said, grieve not. The Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. Thank God when we're saved by the grace of God, God the Holy Ghost moves in on the inside and he seals us, my beloved friend. Amen. Amen. And that is not just an impression, not just like some sign, amen, upon our forehead or something like that. Amen, beloved friend. But when you seal something this morning, amen, nothing can get in and nothing can get out. What a blessing that I've been sealed this morning, amen, by the Holy Ghost. What a blessing. I'm His and He's mine. Amen. And I belong to Him. Oh, I want to tell you, amen, you remember how Satan came before the, the angels of God were presenting themselves before the Lord. And Satan come also amongst them. And, and God looked at Satan and told him, said, Hast thou considered my servant Job a just man? And all like that. And you know, he, uh, the, the devil said, Well, you're, you've got him hedged in. Said, said uh, you know, uh, he's serving you for naught. You've got him hedged in. I want to tell you something, my beloved friend. There's not one thing uh, that can happen to me. Uh, and there's not one thing uh, that can happen to you uh, except God. Uh, and let it be so this morning. And sometimes somebody might say, preacher, why has bad things happened in my life? Sometimes it's for the glory of the Lord. Remember that uh, man that had been born blind from his birth. And, and the disciples came, and, and, to me, and to my way of thinking, one of the most stupid questions that were ever, was ever asked in the Bible was the question that the disciples asked of Jesus, Lord, who was it that, that sinned uh, that this man was born blind? Was it him or was it his parents? that he was born blind. What a ridiculous question that was. How could that baby, that innocent little baby that never had a chance to sin, how could he be, it be his fault that he was born blind? But you know, Jesus, he could have turned around and told, told him, don't be stupid and don't ask stupid questions. But that's not what he said. He used it as a, as, a, as a teaching experience for them. And he turned to them and he said, Neither, it was not his fault, it was not his parents' fault that he was born blind, but it was for the glory of God. Amen. And somebody might look at Job, and Job suffered horribly. He lost his children. He lost everything that he owned. 
my beloved friend, he lost the honor that had been given him. My, his, his companion, his dear wife, uh, turned to him and told him when, she, when he needed support of the worst from her, she said, why don't you just curse God and die? And when his friends came, they sat there forever, for a long time, and said not a word to him. And then when they opened their mouth, it wasn't to comfort Job. It was to accuse him. But I want to tell you, God let it happen for his glory and for his honor. I'm telling you, beloved, we belong to God. And there's not one thing can happen to you and not one thing that can happen to me except God permit it to be so. And somehow he's going to get glory and he's going to get honor out of it. And I want to tell you, by the way, beloved, this morning, amen, one way or another, God's going to get glory and he's going to get honor out of me and you one way or another. Amen. If we get saved by the grace of God and we give him glory and we give him honor and we give him praise down here in our worship and and as we live for him and serve him this morning, he'll get his glory that way. But for those that refuse him, one day the Bible tells us that God has also highly exalted him. Philippians 2 and 9, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, of things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. One way or another, we're going to give glory and we're going to give honor to him. I'm so glad that I knelt before him and I gave him his honor and I am giving him his honor and his glory in this life. I want to tell you, if we abide in him, we have eternal life. He that believeth is not condemned. What a blessing that is. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Folks are not waiting that have rejected Christ. Folks are not waiting To be lost, my beloved friend, I've said it so many times. I've had people ask me, what do you have to do to go to hell? I'm here to tell you, beloved friend, all you have to do to go to hell is just do nothing. Amen. Just don't receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Just don't put your faith and trust in the shed blood of the cross of Calvary. Just don't call upon him. Just don't repent of your sin and you'll die lost and go to a devil's hell. Because folk that don't know the Lord, they're lost already. Amen. They're lost right now. But if we abide in him, we have eternal life and I'm going to have to move along amen verse number 26 he said these things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you I'm going to tell you folks amen there's seducers out there that Satan sent into this world that wants to keep people amen prevent people from abiding in him we're told in the word of God, he said, evil seduce, evil uh, men and sed- in the last times. Uh, amen. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Uh, amen. Deceiving and being deceived. I'm here to tell you, folks, they're out there. 
And so many people are so ignorant of the word of God, they don't even know that what they're being preached to about and what they're being told uh, oftentimes on television and, and, and on the radio and over the internet, my beloved, a, a great a lot of it this morning, and, and my beloved friend, is not the truth of the Word of God, but it's deception, amen, uh, beloved, and, uh, inspired by Satan to lead them astray and to keep them from putting their faith and their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, beloved, we've got people on on the on television drawing, I mean, millions and millions of people listening to them. And I could call out some names. Most of the time I don't because people start getting upset when you do. But beloved friend, you need to listen. You need to pay attention to what they're saying. And I'm here to tell you, beloved, if they're telling you to put your faith of and your trust, my beloved, in that water baptistry uh, back there, they're telling you the wrong thing. And uh, my beloved friend, they're deceiving you. Uh, amen. Water baptism cannot save you. Uh, by grace are you saved through faith. Uh, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. And uh, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works that God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Yet they're telling you, my beloved friend, that you've got to do this and you've got to do that in order to be saved. Some of, them are, some of us are telling you, some of them are telling you, my beloved, this morning, that you've got to be baptized and you've got to have the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues or you're going to be lost. I want to tell you, it's a lie of the pit of hell. God did not say that in his word. You cannot find that anywhere in his word. He said, whosoever I shall call upon the name of the Lord, I shall be saved. He said, if thou shalt believe in thine heart and confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I want to tell you this morning, my beloved friend, it takes an operation of the heart, a spiritual operation of the heart, amen, performed by God Almighty through God the Holy Ghost this morning. Amen, beloved friend, coming from this Word of God, my beloved, to save men, women, boys, and girls from their sin. Beloved friend, Paul was dealing with them in his day. And he tells us in 2 Corinthians 11 and 13, see, they were men going out and they're saying, we're apostles. And they were preaching things contrary to the doctrine of the gospel of the grace of God this morning. And they were telling the, the, the Gentile believers, they were telling Gentile believers that they had to be circumcised and they had to keep the law to be saved. Amen. They were doing the same thing that the false prophets are doing today and telling people that they were saved by works and not by grace this morning or that it was grace plus works. Folks, those are the things that all of the false religions out there teach. In one form or another, my beloved friend, they're telling you that you've got to do something in order to satisfy God and please God and get to heaven. 
But the Word of God tells you, the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ tells you that there's not one thing that you can do, amen, to save yourselves. It's Him. He's the one. Oh, I want to tell you this morning, my beloved friend, amen, notice again what He said. He said, but the anointing which ye have received abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. I, 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 I must have jumped one. I don't know. Amen. He said these things, verse number 26, have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. They want to seduce you, and they want to lead you astray. I want to tell you the best thing that you can do this morning Amen. All these, I'm talking about every one of the big name guys. I don't care whether they're wholeness. I don't care whether they're Pentecostal. I don't care whether they're Presbyterian. And I don't care whether they're Baptist this morning. Amen. Every one of these big name preachers on the television, the best thing that you can do is ignore them and don't listen to them. Amen. There's problems with every one of them. And like I said, I won't call names because if I do, some of you's going to get mad at me because some of you like some of these guys. But beloved friend, there's a problem with just about every, I'm not saying absolutely everyone, but just about every one of them. There's some kind of, some of them are, as far as that goes, as far as what the doctrine sounds like, it sounds good, it sounds right. But the trouble is, they don't believe, amen, the book of Genesis from chapter 1 through chapter 11, buddy. They don't really believe it. And there's a lot of them in that case. When you go digging down to what they really believe, they don't believe the Word of God. And then there's some of them this morning, I admit most of them, the vast majority of them, have compromised on this King James Bible. And I say that's the number one reason why you don't need to listen to them this morning. Amen. Amen. And many of them in the new evangelical movement, they're in bed with liberals, my beloved friend. Amen. And that's why they're, they're, they're what they are. Because that is their purpose, my beloved, and why their movement was began in the first place uh, was to compromise and go over to the liberal side and associate with them. But God tells us we're not supposed to. Amen. With anybody that denies this book, that denies this word, we're not supposed to associate with them. There are many deceivers that are out there, my beloved. Amen. Well, I want to tell you, and they want to keep you, Satan has inspired them because he wants to keep you from abiding in his word. Amen. You see, my beloved friend, a, a great many of them are preaching a feel-good social gospel. My beloved friend, amen, they want to give you and help you to have a good self-esteem, my beloved, and they want to build you up in the flesh, but not in the Spirit of God. And many of them don't even believe in hell. Amen. They don't even believe that there's a literal hell. I want to tell you, beloved friend, I I am convinced there's a heaven to gain. There's a hell to shun. Amen. And that's why I preach, my beloved, and warn men and women, boys and girls, amen, to flee the wrath to come because I know there's an eternal hell. Amen. And I know there's a lake of fire, my beloved, that's going to last forever. 
Oh, I want to tell you this morning, and then we want to go on, amen, to verse number 27. He said, but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie. And even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. I want to tell you, folks, if we're abiding in him, we've got the Holy Ghost. Now, there's some of these birds on, on television and on the radio are preaching to you that you've got to seek the Holy Ghost. Thank God I'm glad I didn't go seeking for the Holy Ghost. Thank God I'm glad the Holy Ghost come seeking for me. Hey, man, I was not looking for him, but thank God I'm glad that he came looking for me and he found me, thank God, where I was. Hey, man, deep in sin. And David said he drew me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the marriage and set my feet upon a rock and established my going and have put a new song in my mouth even praise unto our God what a blessing that is and I want to tell you I've got the Holy Ghost this morning and I ain't never spoke in tongues and I've been filled by the Holy Ghost and I ain't never spoke in tongues and I've been filled by the Holy Ghost amen more than one time and never amen speak in tongues what a blessing that is thank God I'm glad he gave me the Holy Ghost the millisecond that I was saved by the grace of God. By one spirit hath he baptized you into all, all into one body. Amen. Thank God that self same spirit. Amen. That raised up Jesus from the dead. Amen. God said shall also quicken your mortal bodies by that same spirit. What a blessing that is. Amen. The scripture said, somebody said preacher I believe you get saved, and then after you get saved, you got to seek for the Holy Ghost for a time, and then He fills you, and you speak in tongues, and that's evidence that you've got it. Hey Amen. I want to tell you something. If you ain't got the Holy Ghost, you're lost this morning. He said, without the Spirit of Christ, you are none of His. I think some folks, uh, when they think they got the Holy Ghost, in some kind of special advent or at some kind of special time. Amen. If that's when they got the Holy Ghost, that's when they really got saved. Amen. The first time they come, bumped the altar, they didn't get nothing. I want to tell you, if you're saved by the grace of God this morning, I thank God, God, the Holy Ghost, wrapped it in there and moves into you and takes up his abode with you. Amen. Jesus tells us, said, when he, the Holy Spirit, has come, he said, hey man, he, he, he'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. But he'll be your leader and your guide. He'll guide you, lead you and guide you into all truths and paths of righteousness. What a blessing that is. Amen. Thank God. What a blessing that is. John 16, 13. I read all the verses to you last week. I can't remember them all. But uh, John 16 and 13 said, When He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truths and paths of righteousness. And He said, When He is come, He shall not speak of Himself, but He shall take of mine, and He shall show it 
unto you. I want you to notice here. There's some of these guys on television and on the internet. They're telling you that that you have, and a lot of them today are saying that because you don't uh, can't read uh, Greek and you can't read Hebrew, that you really can't understand the Word of God. And they're trying to convince people of the same thing that the Catholic Church uh, before the Reformation had people convinced of, uh, that they could not understand the Word of God and they needed somebody from the clergy uh, to tell them uh, what the Bible meant. But I'm here to tell you, honey, it's good to have the preacher. And that's a help, amen, and you need it, my beloved. And the same thing with the teacher. But I'm here to tell you that God gave you, amen, the same Holy Ghost that he gave me. And you can understand the word of God. And the Holy Ghost will teach you if you'll study prayerfully and you'll seek understanding from God the Father. Amen. God the Holy Ghost will give you the understanding you need in the Word of God. Notice here what he said. But the anointing which you have received of him, that's the Holy Ghost, abideth in you, he lives in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things that is truth and is no lie, and even as it, as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. God the Holy Ghost is our teacher. Amen. And I want to tell you, you can read and you can study and you can understand the Word of God, my beloved friend. And I would to God that people did more. Amen. Thank God what a blessing that is. I, I've been in churches before where the people in the pews quoted the Scriptures while I did. I mean, uh, not just one or two. I'm talking about a whole lot of them. That, that those churches have been few and they've been rare. But I've been in them. Thing, and I, I, I love it that way. I love it when I stand up to preach and I don't have to wonder if people know what I'm talking about. I want to tell you, we have the Holy Ghost abiding in us. Amen. And He teaches us this morning. Thank God if we abide in Him, the Holy Ghost abides in us. Amen. Thank God. What a blessing that is. Amen. He gave us that promise all the way back in Ezekiel 36 and 27. He said, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my commandments. God promised Israel, my beloved friend. Now that's a direct promise to Israel. And I'm not misappropriating this morning, beloved friend, because he gave us the same promise. He said, if you'll believe in me, if you'll receive me, amen, if you'll put your faith and your trust in me, I will put my spirit in you and I will cause you to keep my statutes and to keep my commandments. What a blessing that is. You see, we don't have to live this thing alone. You know, I'm convinced, beloved friend, that and I know that there's people that, uh, that have been saved, that they've gone back on the Lord, and they've got into sin, they've got defeated by Satan, whatever the case might be. But beloved friend, I'm convinced that the vast majority of people that profess to know Christ and live like hell this morning, the reason they can't live right is they ain't got the liver. 
Amen. If you've got the liver, you can live right. Amen. You won't be perfect. No. All is sin. And come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. No, not one. Amen. All of us are dealing with flesh. But I want to tell you, if we're saved by the grace of God, we're not what we used to be. i got to come to a close. Amen. Verse 28. Notice here what he said. And now little children abide in him. That when he shall appear, we may have confidence. And not be ashamed before him. At his coming. I want to tell you, I want to abide in him. I want to live for him this morning. When he comes back, amen. I don't want to be ashamed before him. And the scripture says if we abide in him, we won't be ashamed at his coming. Matthew 25 and 21, Jesus, amen, speaking unto uh, those in the future, he said, well done. Thou good and faithful servant, thou hast been uh, faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over, over uh, many. I want to tell you, beloved friend, and, and, and I could get into that more. And that's really not, not, really not dealing with the church there, but a lot of times we can use that as an example. Amen. I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want to please him this morning. Amen. What a blessing that is. And I'm going to read you 1 Corinthians 3, 10 through 15. I'm going to come to a close here pretty soon. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, verse number 10 through 15. Amen. Verse number, I said, According to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I've laid the foundation, another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yet so as by fire. I want to tell you, I don't want to be ashamed before him at his coming. When I stand before him at the judgment seat of Christ, I will not stand there to be judged for my sin. My sin was judged at Calvary. But I will be judged for my stewardship, and so will you. Amen. And that that you and I have done, that's gold and silver and precious stone, it'll abide the fire. But that that we have done, that is wood, hay, and stubble, it shall be burned up. I want to tell you, beloved friend, I want to do something for my Lord that'll abide the fire. I want to abide in Him. I want to live for Him. I want to live in such a way that's pleasing unto him that I can hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And then I'm going to give you one more and I'm going to come to a close. Amen. One more and I'm going to come to a close. Get back to 1 John chapter 2. Verse number 29. He said, if you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness 
is born of him. I want to tell you, beloved, amen, only those that are truly abide in him are born of him. Second Corinthians 5 and 17, he said, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have been made new. And then again, in Galatians 6 and 15, he said, In, in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. The only thing that's going to matter to the Lord is whether or not you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Whether or not you've been saved by the grace of God. Whether or not you've been born again, my beloved. And if you've been born again, you've been made a new creation in Christ. Amen. You know, they, they mock us a lot of times. And, and we call ourselves born again Christians. But they turn it into something to mock us over. As though we're some kind of crazies or something like that. But I'm here to tell you the scripture said you must be born again. If there is not a supernatural transformation of your spirit and your soul, you'll die lost and go to devil's hell. And the way that you get that is you put your faith and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, the finished work of the cross of Calvary. Paul said, I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. 1 Corinthians 15. Amen. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. I want you to think about it.